Today on our show, we are counting down the best and worst of television in 2022. Let's go. Show me that list again. Show me that list. Don't pick that horror. Baby, here's a rom-com. Counting down one, two, ten. This list is ready to begin. As long as we've got some dick jokes. We've got the audience right in our hands, Polly, you and me. We gotta be the luckiest dick, as you know that we're assholes. As long as we keep on listing, we can take any topic comes our way, asshole, week to week. Suck my dick. We got each other sharing the soundboard and bowl. Shame. <laughs> Welcome to episode 405 of the Countdown Podcast, everyone. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down this week, television in order of awesomeness and shitness, so you don't have to. Awesome and shit. And Wayne, what do you want to start with today? Because there's just show, uh, seasons of show or series that came out in 2022 that came to your streaming platform or maybe to your network television in some very rare cases. Do you want to go with I the worst first and finish with the best? I think they got a few of the worst. Um, I've got stats. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Fuck worst it. first, and then we'll we'll finish with the cream of the crop and the stuff that we are heartily recommending that you check out through the early part of 2023. And this Most is, of course, deaf. the first episode of 2023, so Happy New Year. Hope you all had a good one, a safe one, and that you're all listening with intent to hear what we're going to shoot on. Exactly. And I have to say, I'm going to ruffle some feathers... Today. Okay, this should be interesting because, uh, yes, Paul and I haven't seen H.Y. Uh, since birth. And also, <laughs> like, about this stuff here, I know Paul's got some some contrarian type shit I going do. on, you know? I do. So, um, but for you guys, I hope that you're over your hangover or you're getting through your hangover by t- listening to a couple of dickheads talk about TV. That's our job today, at least in the, in the That's very right. short term. So we would normally get into a recount, but through shenanigans that were slightly beyond my control... The episode came out too recently to even have a vote for last Don't week's about it, man. show, The Dumbest Moments of 2022. There was a bit of a, a banger that happened just yesterday or the day before. What happened? As reported by Dan in our Facebook listening community, mm-hmm. brought my attention to it. He said, ladies and gentlemen, I'll give you the absolute dumbest news story of 2022 in pictures. So, some oh. idiot, Andrew Tate, yeah. who I didn't even know, but some dickhead, positive, he's a toxic masculinity, yeah, he's a wanker, gets ba- let back onto Twitter and he adds... Greta Thunberg. Thunberg, uh, yep. Thunberg, yeah. I have 33 cars. My Bugatti has a W16 8-litre yeah. quad turbo. My two Ferrari 812 Capetazzonis have 6.5-litre V12s. This is just a start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. Greta replies, yes, please do enlighten me. Enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Which is not a bad comeback. Good comeback. Well done. He continues to say, oh, Great to know you have a small penis. The world curious. And I do agree you should get a life. Uh, if, I, if I was her, I'd come back to him and go, good one. Meanwhile, <laughs> Twitter is, seems to be suddenly posting your location at the bottom of tweets. Oh. And Andrew Tate was in Romania, where there apparently is some kind of warrant out for at least the police wanted to arrest him. <laughs> really? Look, I haven't, I haven't followed him. I only know him because he was uh, your your mom's house, the Tom Segura podcast, has sort of given him shit for a long time and sort of almost... Um, made him more popular, right. but he's a complete peen. So he and his brother were both detained 
after his luxury villa was raided by police in Romania in conjunction with these some pretty heinous charges around really? sex, slavery. And really? Like, yeah. So, yeah. I didn't well even know Well done. That. I thought he was just a dickhead. I didn't know Andrew he was actual... Tate. Yeah, okay. Look, dumb shit happens and will continue to happen, people. And uh, if memory... Sir- oh, well, you're probably going to find about it right here. <laughs> you're probably going to hear it talked about right here if, if that last episode did any good. Yes. <laughs> So there we go. That's uh, just no recount because, like I was saying or started to say, I didn't have a chance to edit it early in the week. No chance for people to vote. So let's get straight into it, Wayne. It's going to be a big episode nonetheless. In that case. The worst, first of all, television shows of 2022 on the other side of this music cue. The worst and the best television shows of 2022 what? is the subject of this week's dual countdown. I have many worst shows. Hit me with a couple of worsties. So you only have three, you said? Three, maybe four. Four? Okay, so I'll, I'll rip through them. Now, here comes my first of my many, many contrarian. Here's number eight. And I didn't see this whole show because as is often the case, once you start watching something, you don't particularly like it, it loses you, At, yep, you drop absolutely. out. So I'm prepared to acknowledge I didn't quite get through halfway through this critically lauded and much loved season. I got three episodes in and I just got bored. What are you talking about? The bear. What's the bear? The bear is set in a New York kitchen where oh, yeah, 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 yeah. some dude, I think it's eight episodes on FX here in Disney Plus or whatever it's called, the adult version thereof. Okay. Uh, Star. Star, yeah. Star Network. Watch three episodes. It's 100% well acted and fine, but I found it boring. Now, what's it about? Did not grab me. So this this uh, chef used to be a sous chef, I think, in second in charge. Chef. I can't remember if that's the right yeah, terminology. Yeah. In a fancy, fancy restaurant run by Joel McHale, who has a little cameo as his okay. old boss. Comes back to this, I don't even know what to describe it as, this sort of, it's almost like a, it's not a Turkish kitchen, but like it, it does that kind of. Okay. Yeah. So I apologize. I've forgotten what kind of food. Whatever kind but like of food, meat yeah. in sandwiches, like a subway type roll. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not subway. So yeah. And his best mate one has died, and I vaguely think he's committed suicide. And the best mate's brother was working there, wasn't given in his will the business. It went to him. So he's come oh. back to run it. So there's a huge tension there, and then the the chefs that are all working there and the different people are working there. He's trying to get it in order, trying to make it turn to make a profit. There's some links to some mafioso types that maybe his old mate. Okay. Had and so it seemed to be going somewhere, but god damn, it's boring. It was so boring. I'm sorry, I know people love the shit out of this, it's been critically praised the high heavens, but I was out. My wife was also bored, we never went back to it. So, three episodes, I was done with the bear. So, drama set in the kitchen, Absolute drama. Sort of a, okay, yeah. all right, yeah, no, apparently, it was enough. a one shot episode in episode six or seven, somewhere around there. I never got to, uh, which is a bit disappointing, but oh well. Can I ask you, since we're talking about critically lauded pieces that we never got into. This did happen this year, but it's not one of mine and it's not my... But I'm asking you, did you ever get into Better Call Saul? No. So this is what I keep... Every single person who loves oh, it tells me it's this. It's replete through our listener feedback, which we get to at the end of the episode. Heaps and heaps of people saying, please give it a shot, give it a shot. I watched the first season thoroughly. Bored. I did, and I also was bored, but I was like, all right, well, I feel like this is the one that I will give a go to because apparently it's, so it's Breaking Bad good. Like well, towards the end, and given that Breaking Bad is one of my best shows of all time, I just do, you know what I, I'm I do also remember the first episode series of Breaking Bad, season of Breaking Bad, being pretty average. It was average, but, but it wasn't the boring end, like this. But by the end, it hit a couple of notes. Went, oh, that was cool. No, the Breaking Whereas Bad by the like, end of Better Call Saul's first season, I'm like, what is this shit? 
it's because it's all like very dreary about him going to do the court mm-hmm. and this and that. And I know what you mean, but anyone who loves it is saying to us now, keep yeah. going, which is what I say to Breaking Bad people who left. So, okay. you know, all I right. get it. I get yeah. it. My number six, Go also on. controversial. Please. And or season one. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> but, but, I understand. Five episodes I made it. Dude, you didn't make it to six? No. Nah. Dude, you got to make it to six. I know. I know. It was all building to that. And I'm like, you know what? That's halfway through a season. And I and I was fully intending to. And I might still go back to it. But as the first five seasons, five episodes of a 12-episode season, it's not good enough to have one little tiny kind of shootout thing. I didn't find his character that compelling at all. I didn't find the little resistance that was being organized. got a little bit better once... Stellan Skarsgård, kind of his roots was was revealed. That did you get to a scene where Stellan Skarsgård does a little monologue about why he's trying to create the resistance? Can't remember. Okay, I don't think so because it's like well into it. But right? No, that is one of the best performances I've seen on TV. Okay, it's like holy shit. I forgot that Stellan Skarsgård is actually this long served. Yeah, yeah, you know, very experienced, very well. Yeah. Oh man, look, I'll get to Andor because it's on my fucking best. Okay, list. well maybe I'll let you. Yeah. But for me, it's really, really so. After a great first 10 minutes, I'm like, wow, this is fucking killer. This is awesome. I'm like, uh-huh. Boring. Boring. Uh, that third episode was all right, I I'll- guess. Fourth episode, <laughs> super boring. Fifth episode, even boring is still, but we're setting up for something. And then I just ran out of time to watch it, went away, haven't returned to it. Yeah, look, Don't know if I will. I'll tell you this, right? I will throw in with you on this point. It is nothing like any Star Wars movie or TV show, even fucking Rogue One with the same character in it. Rogue One was... I loved Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One was amazing. This is not that. What this is, is it's giving you an insight into... Because all through Star Wars, all you hear about are the Rebels and the fucking Empire. Or the whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever the new one is. And it's always been that, but at no time have they ever explored how did actually the Rebels start? How do you start a rebellion? And that's what this show is doing. And in doing so... It's sort of a meandering pace, right? Because it's giving you a story. Oh, God, and, is it? But it's a drama. This, I want to say that Andor is a drama, mm-hmm. which happens to be set in the Star Wars universe. There's fuck all robots. There's fuck all. Beasts. I don't give a shit about robots. I wanted more spy, compelling action. I wanted more heist. I wanted yeah. more of that nitty gritty stuff. That's right. And I got this a is, lot of sitting around and talking and whining. This is more of a story about Andor. It's funny. The people who like it love it. I know. I know. That's why and there's a couple of people who had it as their best show of the year. So I know I'm going to ruffle with those feathers. Mm. But I'm going to be honest. That's, no, I understand. That's what we, I understand. we've always backed ourselves in on. Yeah. I might have said my number six, but I have remembered I've adding one at the top of my list, which I can't believe I forgot. So that Bring was my seven. My number six, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. <laughs> okay. Let me tell you this. About one this one I saw the whole way through. And I didn't hate it, but I had such a shit ending. I agree. It lost. Uh, uh, it was fine, and I guess arguably everything on my list, other than below, it. and like Andor's fine, but I expected great things. The Bear's fine, but I expected great things. So anything higher on this list, now we're getting into poor territory. This is fine. That's what happened with She Hulk and me. Now I'll be honest with you, it was a number ten on my best of, and then I kicked it off because I was like, the truth is, the real truth here is that I expected it to be a bag of shit. Because everyone saw the bad CGI. Everyone was like, She-Hulk, come on, man, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, my God, it's a sitcom. And then I loved it. But then, Paul, here's what happened. It had three, episodes three yeah. and four were real middling. It, Daredevil came in. Great. Daredevil came in great again. And then, and so uh, here's the thing. I would say that I actually enjoyed myself for moments 
most in this one of this is one of the shows where I enjoyed some episodes the most out of everything this year on TV. But overall, but overall it didn't make the cut down. because the fucking ending sucks so much yeah, dick. Yeah. And I'm so surprised that the people who like it, like cinephiles like David Powell, who's like, this is the bomb. And I still think you're a CIA agent trying to lie to us, Dave. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, it's just not that good. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? So look, I'll still watch the second season because I think that girl is amazing. I think she's charming as fuck. And I need I love to improve her. the CG if I'm going to watch the second season as well. I found that offensive at Maybe times. if they're not making Wakanda forever the same year mm. they're making this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't outsourcing know. to 23 different special effects houses and only 12 of them turning something decent. It's a tough one. Uh, but yeah, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. All right. Now we get into what I legitimately think with a bit of time in my top five. These are bad shows. So I want to reiterate, they're all my worst because I didn't finish them or I did in She-Holt's case and just was completely nonplussed and eh about it overall. My number f- five show is a mm. show which I thought was going to be amazing. And I was so looking forward to it and couldn't wait. So expectations have killed me, as we are, want to acknowledge and, and how it does happen. The Rings of Power was a fucking <gasps> snooze fest. Come on. One of the most boring piece of shit shows. I understand. I've had the misfortune of sitting through. My wife was smart enough to tap out <laughs> after one episode. I should have followed suit. But damn this podcast sometimes for making me watch things. And I was <laughs> so bored. I cannot believe how boring it was. How far did you get through? I watched the whole thing. The really? whole thing. Expecting it's going to get better. Briefly comes to life with a sort of big battle episode and the like. But even in that episode, they just make some bonehead fucking idiotic decisions. I'm like, you're just doing this to make it run longer and to create this one moment where a tower falls. This is dumb. What I think about Rings of Power is that it intrigues me that it makes it's. I, I get that it didn't get to the heights of everything else, and well, it had a, and it, well, it had an exact at a very big disadvantage by running at the same time as as the other dragony thing. Might right? mention that later. Might, um, <laughs> but and that the problem is that because it's Rings of Power and it's Tolkien and this and that, it's it's as beautiful as it looks. Yes, yeah, it looked really good. We'll acknowledge as as I think well acted as it is as mm, I don't think it was that well acted see this is the thing some it's, of the people in it sucked I'll tell you what happened right I think that the actual story itself and the nature thereof is toothless that's the problem with this whereas you've got another dragony looking show which is which is toothful if anything yeah I think I've just, I just aged out of this high elite fantasy thing where everyone's so noble or very very bad and there's nothing in the middle. I one of the best books I've read in a long time. In fact, one of the only books I've read in a long time is Joe Abercrombie's latest book in his first law world, and it's just brilliant because all the characters are grey. No one is pure evil. They're all doing it for their own reasons, which makes sense, and I really identify with that. Well, no one is the villain in their own story. The thing about this, though, is that if and look, I'm not a, I'm not the fantasy guy you are, and I definitely know less about Tolkien than you. I think. Um, oh, I don't know. Fuck all about talking. My sister fucking rereads that ridiculous oh, fucking. God. I'm like, those fu- books are. She gets pissed at me when I talk about how boring they, they are. I'm boring. like, get the fuck out of here. They are, they are, they are the song. benchmark. They created a whole genre. Full respect to the man. Well done, sir. But your books are boring. Yes. And and this is the thing, though, right? Like, for example, the Kellerbrim. <laughs> Whatever lessons we had have gone by this stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kellerbrimball, who's, who's like, you know, Elrond's mentor or whatever in this, if you know the lore of. Of, of that and I only know because I played the fucking Shadow of War yeah, <laughs> game yeah, right sure. he turns out to be a bad cunt but you don't know that in this you know what I mean so there is actually depth to the characters but you've got to be in for 200 years cunt yeah. so it's like nah so I mean yeah I get I actually like Trings of Power it's not on my best of but I liked it <laughs> good good <laughs> alright my now my number four are we at your have you got four yeah I'll get four alright go for it alright 
Everyone, I used to be a fan of this show called Billions. Mm. And it you was like it up a while, dude. It was my, one of my fa- at its time. It was my favorite show on TV. I would rush to every time an episode was dropped. I'd come get it. Right. See, in the, what's happened in this latest season is that Axe Damien um, Lewis Lewis, yeah, Ranger. He's um, <laughs> yeah, Lewis Ranger. Damien Lewis Ranger. His official name, ladies That's and right. Gentlemen. He's left the show because last season they basically wrote him out. But the way they wrote him out was that he finally lost because the whole movie is about him, what? who's a billionaire. No. He's a billionaire versus Chuck, which is played by Paul, Paul Giamatti, Giamatti, who's the attorney D- the DA. And they hate each other and they're trying to get each other and bring each other down. But finally, at the end of the last thing to write him out, they actually finally say, okay, you've lost. You have to abscond to Sweden with your two or three billion dollars. And that's all you've got left. That's all you've got left. You pauper. But to him, it's losing because he had to leave New York, his home, his right. family, all these people, right? So now they turned to Corey Stoll, who was mm. in the background. The wasp. The wasp no, guy. The bald the, Ant-Man. No, not wasp. Yeah, the bald guy. Here. Whatever he was. The he, hornet or whatever. Yeah, he was yeah. the bad guy in yeah. Ant-Man, right? Yep. And he, he's the new billionaire. <laughs> the wasp, sorry. Yeah. And now, now Paul Giamatti is against billionaire class. He says, it used to be about these two guys hating each other, but mm. he, they've had to switch it to, Paul Giamatti just hates all billionaires, even though he's at least a millionaire, right? What's a bit shit? Like, what? Some people might have legitimately made their money. It's weak. It's, mm. it's a stupid thing. The, the thing that was good about it before is that just he hates each that other. Point. He won. Right. They should have, but mm. they've now pushed it to this thing, and it's become, Corey Stoll is almost a little bit woke in his thing. You need a cunt against a non-cunt, but they are, the, <laughs> the best thing about them is, actually, that's no, not true. They're grey, both of them. Some of them good news and some of them yes, do bad things. That's what, and yeah. that's what was good, but this show has Nuance. gone to hell. Mm, I've actually like, wow. watched, I watched up to like six episodes and I went, you know what? Fuck this. Suck my dick. Right, I'm if only had I done that with Heroes. Oh God, if only, <laughs> if only. God, Heroes. Yeah, I wouldn't make that mistake again. So yeah, Billions, well, I would be surprised if they, they give it another season. Okay, jeez. All right, that's a fall from grace. Big time. Sorry to hear it. My fourth worst show of the year was Moon Knight. That's my number. I think actually, I'm going to put that around here as well. Moon Knight. <laughs> Agree. Agree. What, what was the show? Okay, so here's what happened, right? The critics' consensus is that, and I would say this, the entertainment value sort of wax and wanes a bit. There are occasional cool bits in it, but not enough to be good. Yawn, boring, boring, boring. There's a lot of words about boring in my worst of this. This show was boring. The action was meh at best. It's interesting, I guess, to see superhero from a different culture and that that I was fascinated by but we didn't get enough into that but and, it wasn't... and when we did it was this weird kind of what do they call it one off episode where he's in the afterlife and, and I'm like Ugh, this has just slowed the pace down to nothing and the final battle was garbage the final battle was bullshit because it wasn't even with Moon Knight the mm-hmm. fucking big like other cunt was like the one that was a big massive thing skulking of Moon Knight was just chilling not chilling but like <laughs> you know and he was around like so throw me out the beer well I was thinking to myself like is he supposed to be refreshingly weird? Is that the tone of this show? And I don't know. It probably was because then you get hippos talking at the end and shit oh, like that. That's you know? terrible. But like, what it was was that, first of all, Oscar Isaac, I love his work, but he, his English accent sucks. Yeah, his accent wasn't good. I thought he, was, he, he did a great job of the two different characters he had to play. He's versatile. Yeah. But someone should have voice coached his English accent because mm. it was so bullshit. Thirty-four, fifty. It was just shit. Thirty-four, fifty. <laughs> I'm doing Russell Peters joke in English, but never mind. So, <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree. Moon Knight was. Um, there were lots of people that hung up for uh, diehard comic book fans who have actually heard of Moon Knight good, before. Good. Not me. Again, anything here that I'm saying I didn't enjoy. I'm not saying you shouldn't enjoy. I'm glad that you've found something or, or a lot to enjoy in the case of the, the things lower on my list. If you loved Moon Knight, more power to you. That's excellent. But for me, it was a complete misfire. I'm well on record many times over saying I think the whole phase four of, of MCU as a general thing sucked. You're not alone. Most people think that same thing. It's the thing. worst phase by a long, long way. You give a lot of leeway to phase one while setting things up. Phase two is pretty good. Phase three knocked it out of the fucking park. Phase four, 
meh, except with a couple of notable exceptions. So, uh, just out of interest, what are your exceptions? What was good about Phase Four for you? Uh, no Way Home, brilliant. Yep, was, agree. Was really good. I didn't mind Wakanda Forever. That okay. was all right. That's probably it. Really? See, Loki? I liked, Loki. Loki. I liked Shang-Chi. <laughs> I know you I didn't. didn't. <laughs> and uh, I liked Hawkeye. <laughs> I really I liked definitely Hawkeye. Definitely not like Hawkeye. Loved Hawkeye. So I'm Was that this year or was last year? I'm so last year. Yeah, it came out in December, sort of Christmas yeah. year last year. I'm so tepid now on my enthusiasm for you know Ant-Man and Quantumania and whatever else. Okay, so what I've been just since we're talking about this, uh, so Kevin Feige is talking about so essentially it's Secret Wars is where it's getting to, which is a is a very it's a very common plot line. Just like Civil War was as well, sure. in the thing, whatever. But they'll, they'll change it to make it. They've got some big markers to hit. Sure, I get Absolutely. It. Apparently, Ant-Man is a very important movie. Okay. With regard oh, to okay. that. We'll see it. We're going to so, do it for the show. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't worry about that. All right. So, yeah, that's for me. Number three. Same for you. Oh, sorry. That was number four for me. I keep forgetting I'm going to add. Yeah, I'll three. go with that. It was my number four. Okay. So, all right. What do you got next for you, number three? Uh, my number three is Obi-Wan. Ooh. No, okay. Not on either of my lists. All right. I, I understand was so that. middling on it. It was fine. I understand that. Look, now, here's the thing. I understand with the Andor thing, they're going a different way on purpose and you can see what they're trying to do. It didn't agree with some folks like Paul. It did with others. That's fine. Most people would agree. Trust me. Yeah. Obi-Wan. This is just not the Obi-Wan Kenobi I was looking for. And I would say that Ewan McGregor's performance is fine. I would say that the Darth Vaderness of it all was a good idea. But boy, it missed something. It was just not satisfying. Like... Even though there was a fight between Darth and Obi-Wan... Twice. Twice. And you're like, ooh. Making Obi-Wan shit for a big part of it, where he... Because even when he's on Ben Kenobi in Star Wars, he, he seemed to have a bit of, like, nous about him. No, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I understand he's lost his, his rebellion. Everyone's it's mojo, shit. baby. Yeah. And now he's cutting fucking meat, and that's his job, and he lives in a desert and whatever, right? Such a massive rise, like, sorry, fall, fall from, from grace, grace yeah. because he was a general, uh, you know, all that sort of shit. Now, that's fine, but it took so long for him to get his mojo back, and when he did, it didn't seem fucking authentic. It's like, hang on, why are you all of a sudden good again? That's, is that how Jedi shit works? How can you... He actually... Fair enough. For a guy who's supposed to train Luke... Right, and he knew uh, he needs to be trained. He let all of his Jedi skills turn to shit. How was he planning on training him then? None of this makes sense, Paul. You know why this isn't on my on my worst of list? Why? Six episodes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or twelve episodes. Oh yeah. I mean, but but I mean, but you know, despite what was, I don't know. Just, if uh, I got to, if it was one episode left to Andor, I would have watched it, and then I might have been able to talk about. But <laughs> I'm not even halfway through the season, and I'm bored. At least with Obi Wan Kenobi, when you were bored. And there were moments of that where nothing sort of happening, and I didn't have that. Say, I know where you're coming from. Mm. I do, but at the time, I don't remember registering that as a real issue. Yeah, I remember thinking, I said, "It's just okay. It's okay. It's okay." That was just my overall response. It's well, okay. It had moments. That, it was okay. Well, I mean, like you've, you, 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 you break. One of our listeners broke it on the show that the Obi Wan, Boba Fett, and Solo was supposed to be three movies. Solo tanked, so they just spun Boba Fett and Obi Wan <laughs> into Boba, a Boba Fett into a. Not enough to carry a whole show. That's show. why they turned it to the Mandalorian halfway through. So, like, that's why um, this one here, this is the same. Well, they only made it six episodes. Yep. So they at least knew that much. But, yeah, not for me. Not for me. Fair enough. My third worst show of the... Here's where I make my exception of the year. is has just come out onto Disney+. Plus. It is the sequel to a much-loved film from the 80s, which I've always, always was lukewarm on. It's fantasy again. Copping a bad rap this year. Willow, season one. Is shit. Ah, now I've been very intrigued about this because, look, don't get me wrong. I saw Willow in year 10 English class. Mm. I wouldn't have seen it any other time. I didn't really care. However, Val Kilmer, Peck, this, that, whatever. Quite good. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. <laughs> we used to have a friend who would call me that. Shut up, Pack. I'm like, just because you're tall, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me, just to be clear, no, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very strange show. It's trying to capture a similar kind of magic. And I don't think the magic was that strong. I think Willow has a weird nostalgic bent to it that people really appreciate. But that film's bog average. So tell me about the press. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. Right? So they've created, and I don't have this goodwill towards it. So I, we put it on as a family show to watch with my daughter because we watched the first film. She's like, hey, about it. My daughter's a hard ass. Uh, so this is a am, continuation, so yeah? It's a continuation 20 years or 30 years so later. So Willow is 20 years later. He's, 20 years older. Yeah, his daughter's around. Can't remember if they explain where his wife is. I assume she's dead. And there's not, Mad Martin's nowhere to be seen. He's disappeared. Okay, I was wondering if they were going to do that. The Queen and he have had two kids. I think they've had the kids together. Yeah, and the problem, one of the many problems of the show is, first of all, the daughter who's now 20 years old and 18 years old, somewhere in that sort of age range, she's a complete bitch. She's an awful character. Let me ask you, is she a little person? No, okay. no, no that, that's not Warwick. Uh, Willow's daughter. Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, saying sorry, the sorry, sorry. The Queen's. Yeah, the Queen's, yeah. Uh, she's uh, a bitch. Joanne Whaley now, ex-Joanne Whaley Kilmer, because they yep, got yep. married after this movie and then divorced however many years later. Yeah, yeah. She's an awful character, the bitch. Her, husband, her brother gets taken, kidnapped, and they're going after him. And then meanwhile, the baby has grown into a, a young woman okay. from the film. Yep, and yep. she doesn't know she, they've hidden from her, so she's discovering her powers. It's like just about every fantasy trope under the sun. Oh, uh, a bitch got powers? Yeah, because she, she, was, she was the one that was prophesized to end the Queen's reign. Right. I barely remember now. So they get this ragtag. That should be great. It should be this, they were, we're traveling across... To do a quest, and it, there should be great witty repartee back and forth, and some funny moments, and a couple of cool battles. And by the end of episode two, none of that, just the traveling and the boredom and the talking, and no one's likable. And Willow is a bit of an asshole, and everyone's nasty, except weirdly enough, Flash from No Way Home from the Spider Man films. He's one of the characters in it who's supposed to marry the girl. Oh, that motherfucker. So he goes with him, but he's kind of cowardly, but he knows it. So he's the only likable one in the whole bunch. I'm like, this is shit. Ooh, bad writing. This is really... The, the dialogue is terrible. The characters aren't likable. They just do stupid shit. They're meant to be protecting this young woman who's... I can't yeah. remember her name. The Whatever. baby grown up. And they all just let her walk off in a huff. And so, surprise, surprise, she gets kidnapped. Oh, now we have to chase after her. Oh, oh no. Well, that kind of show. So... How are the critics finding this thing? Oh, I don't. I haven't looked. I yeah. don't think it's been widely regarded. Well, because I heard, I hear fuck all. I heard, I heard about the production of it. I heard about it getting started. There was one promo, and then I've heard nothing. Wife and daughter have stayed on it. Oh, I continue to watch it because it's something they can watch together, and and so well, a bit. in the background, it's been on. They've watched a couple more episodes, and this was probably be down at the levels where I hadn't watched the whole season, so I wasn't prepared to rate it as harshly, even mm-hmm. though it's by far the worst thing I've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of episode four, they played a slowed down version sung by a chick of Black Hole Sun. And I'm like, now you're using music from now to do shit back then? Oh, this is like um, that Heath Ledger. Oh, film. fucking Night's Tale. <laughs> yeah. But a shit, shit cover version of a classic song? Fuck you. This show sucks. You know what? I've Where have I seen where that works? Oh, um, in a movie that I know you hated, the, the House of Gucci or whatever it was. I've never seen it. Okay. That film uses modern music in an... A period tale, but it works really beautifully. Okay, okay. I guess it can, um, but for me, no. It, but it, it sets like my it radar off. But then when it's a well, you love. I Black see it on trailers all the time. Yeah. Slow down, dirgy version of a of a song that's popular and faster. It can work in a trailer, but when it's like you know putting the button on the end of an episode, which is already shit. But no, was angry, very angry. My third worst show of the year. I am 
It, it's good to know. I wasn't probably going to bother with it, but I certainly won't now. They absolutely do not. Do not waste your time. And I don't think many people have, to be honest. <laughs> nice one. Um, I've only got one more, so do you want to do your two? All right, my number two. Yeah, sorry, we got missed up there. My number two, I spoke about it at the halfway point of the year. We did a TV show, so I won't crap on about it again. It's season five, the final season of Search Party. So a little bit like you with Billions, but this show at least had this smartness to know we're done. Tell me about Search Party. Search Party is a show about, uh, what's that? I've heard of this Arlie show. Arlie Alia Shulkat, whatever her name is. Go on. And three of her sort of late 20s friends yeah. who when one of the girls that they went to uni with just disappears, they weren't even that close, she becomes obsessed about it and drags her, her partner and their two friends into this becoming a search party for this friend. And that's a nominally interesting show. Sure, the first season was good. Second season goes into some different direction. Third season goes another direction. Fourth season in another direction. It's all good enough. It's all entertaining enough. And there are short 27, 28-minute episodes mostly. So quite digestible. Season five comes along and they just completely jump the shark. Really? She becomes this new age as a result of the stuff that she's gone through. This new age kind of influencer expert and she's Jeff Goldblum comes into it and he's this inventor, sort of this Elon Musk-esque character who's got money to throw behind her ridiculous idea and her ridiculous idea, which isn't researched properly, basically brings about Armageddon. Mm. And we follow that storyline and no one's likable. That's... they, They... Ride that line just well enough through the first four seasons. No one's particularly likable. They're all overly ridiculously yep. human. But in this fifth season, they, again, all the characters jump the shark to the point where you hate them all. Or I did. Did and you? Yeah, sucked. So the fact that you've gone five seasons with this thing means the first four were all right. Yeah. I think it was maybe peak season two, then it's fallen away. But season five was just absolutely shit mm. terrible. I'm glad they saw the writing on the wall, as I was saying, and that they knew enough to end it and end it on a sort of fairly definitive note. But, yeah, this show f- completely fell away. Bad swan song. Yeah, I don't want to say don't bother with it. If you're interested in the first, what I said there, absolutely watch the first two. Probably you'll get through season three. Is it like Scooby-Doo kind of or is it like mm. Veronica Marzi? Is it like is it anything like that? Nothing like that. It's really offbeat, really okay. black comedy, really just – I wouldn't say silly, although some of the characters and what they wear are pretty silly on purpose. <laughs> Well, like I say, for you to go four seasons... Oh, and it has one of the worst characters of all time written into it. The most annoying characters ever, which mm. is the girl they're looking for. So, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. All right, that's my second worst show of the year. Wayne, what is your worst show of 2022? It is How I Met Your Father. Oh, didn't try. <laughs> didn't try this. Heard, saw the reviews. Oh, my heard God. Heard the Could only imagine. All right, so everyone, Hilary Duff. There's Please. probably other people in it. I don't care. How I Met Your Mother. I only like Barney in that show. And that's the only reason oh, I like come it. on. Ted's fucking... Yeah, Ted's the worst Ted's character. Ted's a pussy. Marshall is occasionally funny. I like funny. Marshall and Lily. I liked, I certainly liked Lily, Robin, yeah. Robin at times. Robin really cool. is like a funny female in there. That was quite good. Mm-hmm. And, but like overall, the problem with the How I Met Your Mother was that it tried to teach you a lesson each time. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. That's the best thing about Seinfeld. <laughs> they actually said no lessons, no times. We're not doing that shit. All right. Good. But because Barney was in it, it was funny enough with his stupid jokes about vaginas. Right. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was enough to carry an entire series, Paul. Oh, God. Trust me, but, but they really, like, yeah, they dropped You're the mocking me, aren't you? Now they're going with Hilary Duff and her group of ragtag friends. And I don't know what it is, but they have lost any of the bite that they had. Is it the same creators? Yeah. Wow. I think it's still going, though, so perhaps I'm wrong. I don't think you are, not from what I've read. No? It is. I, I thought I'd give it a go, and I'm like, here we go. And I reckon I got, I, can't, I think I gave it the three episodes. And I went, this is just beyond saving because they are, none of the characters are at least half as funny. The ridiculous situations that they're putting in is written not as well. Is there a Barney character? Not. And is she a chick? No. 
uh, honestly, Paul, I can't remember. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I could disengage from it. But the Hillary is obviously like the, the Ted character. But even that is not played the same way. I guess it's a good call to go a different way and not just go, this is that person and this is that person. But sure, that would make the, sense. the group of friends is not likable enough for you to be interested. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with the show. Plus, it's an obvious pitch at, do you remember like that 70s show? No, I like that show. You know, there's another one coming. I know, but I think that one's got a shot because after that 70s show, they made that 80s show and that was a piece of shit. Right? Now, but now they're doing that 90s show. Yes, but that 90s show has got the same kit and what's his name? The, the two parents. Joe and it's Smith and, yeah. yeah. That's got a shot at it, bro. And besides, 90s was my favorite period ever except for the fashion. So <laughs> um, I, I will watch that and see how it goes. But this one here, yeah. How I Met Your Father. I, just, I remember going, ooh, stinkeroo. Like I think you even posted about it. I'm like, yeah, this is shit, everyone. Fair enough, fair enough. My, my number one, thank you for that. And the warning to steer well clear. No, please. My number one, we're the bullet. With a bullet that I've said this every year for the last four years on the show, mm. the final season, thank fuck, of The Walking Dead. <laughs> you keep watching was it. complete and utter garbage. I'll tell you how much I hate it. Now, they, they did this whole, they just, oh my God. Everything about this show sucks in the end. Everything. Even it got down to the point where they didn't even bother having many zombie kills anymore. I'm like, what are we even doing here? After 11 seasons, you've neutered yourself so far away from what matters, which is. A small group of characters trying to survive. So what's his name? The zombie apocalypse. Um, the, the lead guy's buggered off. Rick, Andrew Grimes. Yep, he's, Rick he's, Grimes. He's been gone for like two years, right? Yep. Obviously, John Berenthal, obviously gone. Yep. No one. No one from the... No one, right? Except so Norm, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus is the only person from the first season. The bone season. arrow guy? Yep. Who made, and he wasn't even a character in the comic, so they could do whatever they wanted with him the whole time. Uh, so he's going to have a spin-off show. It was meant to be a spin-off show with him and Carol, but Carol... Uh, actually, she was from the first season, too. She decided, no, nah, I've had enough. I don't want to be in this show anymore. So what? she retired from, from the Walking Dead universe. My God, imagine that. You're a long-standing member and you just Shelly Long it. Yep. Just boom, it's off you go. It's just amazing. And then they've, they've stuck together a couple other characters who were polar opposites a year ago. Now they're going to be putties in the new spin-off season of The Walking Dead. Another fucking spin-off! There's two, at least two spin-offs planned and apparently three films. Who's that? Robert Kirkman? Is that the guy? He's the, the comic creator. And the, do you know producer. how rich he is? Oh, He's like a billionaire rich. Of course. Um, he... Paul Giamatti's coming after him. Is he? <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, get it. Sorry, sorry. You know what? I don't know what's wrong with me today. Um, but uh... that way to kill my joke there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, Kevin Smith uh, interviews him on his show every now and then. He goes, all he ever talks about is how much money he's got. He gets really pissed off. No, no. Kevin talks about how much money. So like, as you get fuck, shut up. Let me ask you. This is what I know about The Walking Dead. I know about like all most of the characters are fucked off. And the last thing I talked about, I, I saw was the Negan scene. Oh, where that, he bashes. that was like five years ago. <laughs> five years, right? Is Negan even still in it? Yeah. Negan's still around. Because I can tell you something that, you know, <laughs> cancer everyone, you know, that guy, right? Him and that the Glenn, the dispatching of Glenn. Even I, who had never seen the show, went, oh my God, that's And that's pretty much how it plays out in the comics. And, and yeah, so they, they stayed true to that there. Right. But I've got to say. Small group of characters trying to survive in a zombie apocalypse. That's not going to carry 11 years, so they have to expand it. But they expand it to the point where there's like some, I want to say 25 characters in this final season that you're meant to be following and give a fuck about. Of course, the only people, bar one, mm. who die through the last, the whole last season of the show are bad guys. This <laughs> show completely gummy sharked it by the end. Gummy shark. Here's my question, Paul. In a, in a world where in everything, a world. in a world where everything is getting cancelled, even good shows get cancelled because of poor audience, whatever, this, no, that, whatever. Don't get enough people in to watch it. They're this canceled. is it. Walking Dead is like fucking every, some motherfucker, so some group of large group of motherfuckers are still watching it. 
But I don't know anyone who watches it and talked it up this final season. That's what I'm saying. It got so bad, I couldn't even bring myself to watch the last... Or I watched 10-minute recaps of the episodes. I'm, like, I'm not wasting 40 fucking five more minutes on this show. This is it. Even you, a diehard sort of fan yep. who's now sort of fallen away, is still only watching recaps. Where are these people that are I bringing the audience? Are they children? Is know. Robert Kirkman just financing it for fun as an ego project? What's going <laughs> on here? It was so awful. It was so badly written, so contrived. It just sucked. All the characters who you liked, they stopped doing the things you liked about them. They wrote off or, or people wanted to leave or they killed off the best characters. So it just sucked. The Walking Dead was such a bit of disappointment. I, it will be my heroes going forward. For okay. Sure. Except it ran a lot longer here, so I'm the dumber motherfucker in this room. Wait, are we done here though? Is that is it now done? Yeah, it's done. It's done. Except for the two spin-off shows and the three which, movies, which I'm not in for. I'm done. Robert Kirkman is a genius. I dropped out after Fear the Walking Dead two seasons. I didn't even start the other fucking one about the kids wandering around. So at least I've learnt my lesson. But geez, you burnt me, Walking Dead. You burnt me so fucking much. I'm not sure I'll ever recover. So Damn. there we are. That's our worst of the year, 2022. We know we probably upset quite a few people. At least I have. <laughs> Stick around on the other side of, well, nothing, because we're not doing another music cue. Let's just get into it. And my number 10 best TV show of 2022 is Only Murders in the Building, season two. Didn't make my list. Really? Yeah. I understand. Now, here's the thing, everyone. The plot does take a backseat to the new characters in this season. Mm. We're talking, of course, of the Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez show. And there's a series of ironic riffs on TV stardom and New York pop culture and all that sort of thing. But you know what? It doesn't really matter because in my head, Martin Short, Gomez, Steve Martin, they are just so good. I'm happy to sit there and spend time with them. Yeah, I didn't hate this at all. I just thought it was a big step down from the first season. Yeah, I, I... I would agree. I, I probably academically, I would agree with you, but I was sitting there going, it remains droll and light, and its lightness is done with sort of a deft hand and the occasional dips into dramatic things that handled well. But more, I don't know what it is about this show, but these three crackers in this fucking apartment. Oh, it's magic. It is. Why? I don't know why. It is so easy to watch this half hour episode. That helps. So you just swan in and out, and it's like, I just love watching it, spending time with these people. And Martin Short, never been better. Agree. I don't like Martin Short very much, but in this show, he's turning me around on him. Dude, I, yeah, I think I saw, I saw him and Steve Martin live like not too long ago, and it was magical. Way better than that Bill Murray piece of shit I saw live. Ooh. Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. All right, so there you are. My uh, Only Murders in the Building, season two, number if, 10. We should have probably explained. We didn't have, you have to have 10 or whatever. We just, at this episode, we come at it, just whatever you want to talk about, as many or as little as you want. So Wayne's got one extra one here in his best, and I've got, I've said a lot more worse. So my number nine. Mm. It's technically an honourable mention in a sense because it started streaming in 2021, finished in 2022. Uh, great. So if that's the case, maybe I won't put it here. Maybe I'll just get up high on the list. I'm going to change my list around on cue then. <laughs> Wayne's allowing it. One of our nine best shows is Stranger Things Season 4. That's low. Yeah, I like Stranger Things Season 4, but I didn't love it. Interesting. What is it that kept you, Paul? Because I actually, this is way higher on my list. Yeah, and I think it would be on a lot of people's list. It's, it's too indulgent. There's too much going on. There's... Good characters in previous seasons are really sidelined here and just don't do much. And the, you know, there's a whole side adventure here which you could have just easily edited out. You're speaking of the Siberia problem? Yes, yeah. yeah. And it didn't need to be there. And the show, I think, would have been a lot stronger for it. I know that wouldn't have given Hopper and Joyce much to do, but... I would agree. The one thing wrong with this season Sorry. is that Hopper is trying to get out and continually failing. You as an audience member is expecting him to, to actually succeed mm. and he just never does. And you're like, now it's getting boring. I remember going, are you going to fuck up again, Hopper? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, it does push the fact that it's very difficult to leave Siberia, but <laughs> you're supposed to be a hero after all. I don't know. That was the bomb problem with it. The other thing that was good about it, though, 
was everything else. Like, <laughs> I thought that all of the stuff with the kids, with the Eddie kid, with the playing Metallica, with the fucking bats, with yeah. the, I didn't mind that at all. I also find the show to be really toothless. It's because not enough people die. I know, Paul. But I, like, given the danger they're all in, and the, and the what it, it's just they only seem to kill off the one guest character each season. And I'm like, uh huh. It's getting a little old now. We need to we need to show some bite. You need to show some balls. You need to Joss Whedon. Uh, sorry to mention that name here, but he would kill off a character occasionally to raise the stakes. Yeah. Um, I think that this show, maybe not one of the kids, not saying that, but give me someone meaty. Give me someone, oh, wow, this show's now playing for keeps. Bam, bring on the last season. Yeah, if I was them, I would kill off the guy with the weird hair boyfriend. Not, not what's his name, Steve, but the other guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, Charlie. He could go, he could go. Was uh, that his name or was that his name in real life? I, I, I want to say, yeah. Um, Joyce's yeah. other uh, elder son. Yeah, that yep. one. But the other things that, like, I, I don't know, like, I like me some Millie Bobby Brown. I think she's actually a really good little kid actress. Yep. Um, she's not a little kid anymore. The I, But I think why I liked probably... What I liked about it, I think the story was good. Yeah. I think that we have an explanation now for the Upside Down, or at least a good portion of it, and the way this sort of puppet master's been sitting there and all the rest of it. That was that was cool. I enjoyed all of that. Not sure how season five is going to go, but I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued. It's a good show. Again, it's made my best of the year. So I watched a lot of TV this year. There's a lot of stuff that didn't fall in the middle. My number of films I saw was way down because TV was way up this year for me. So this is the most TV I've ever watched in a year, I would say, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's big, see? Now, nothing will ever beat in my head season two of Stranger Things where uh, Steve and Dustin were actually bros, like we're sort of like the buddy mm. thing. That that was as good as it got for me. But I think all was it two or was it four? I, I think remember. fourth was the worst season for me. Yeah. But I like I liked it all. As an overall package, Stranger Things is great. And my daughter is starting to express an interest in some horror stuff. I'm really excited. We watched Gremlins just before Christmas. Oh my god. And, you know, very <laughs> oh, soft right, very yeah, soft yeah. entry sort of level. No, no, why I like She's talking about George, she's talking about Wednesday. She wants to watch Wednesday. First episode of Wednesday is a head cut off and you don't talk about it, are you? I've not seen it. No, I, I didn't mind the first episode again. Wife is a bit cool on it, so I haven't gone back to it. But she's starting to get interested and I, she keeps talking about Stranger Things. And she's like, How old do I have to be? And I'm like, Well, well, up to me, you can start now, but your mum's saying 11. <laughs> Make her the bad guy, Paul. Yeah. I wonder if Wednesday is going to... Is that on your list? No. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to create the goth culture again, because that's over. Oh, my God. It's all over Instagram. I bet you you see, People like... doing the dance. You'll see does. 12-year-olds with fucking Doc Martens and shit like that, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. It's on. It's absolutely been a culture. <laughs> Cultural renaissance of that one. All right, so that's... We've heard about Stranger Things from cool. me at my number nine. What's yours? My number nine is a, fil- a show called The Old Man. <laughs> Yeah, you talked about this and I wanted I to watch it. it. Yeah, so Jeff Bridges. Ran and into trouble convincing the other half. I completely understand because what it is, it's about this Jeff, Jeff Bridges. He absconded from the CIA because it flips back and forth between his young self and his current self. Currently, he is an old man. Cool. And it starts with uh, sort of like basically he lives off the grid. He's completely like, oh, this, I got two dogs. Waylander. Is that Waylander? Is that a TV show? Waylander was a book written by David Gemmell where this great, one of the best assassins in the world has retired mm. and people come to kill him and it reactivates him and it flashes back and forth. That is 100% yeah, what okay. it is. <laughs> but what's good about it is that the very first open thing, like it's the very first like episode, it shows you kind of the, the problems with being old. You know, he's got his wife and she starts dying and this sort of thing happens and all sort of, and it's like, oh my God, ooh. Jesus. Sorry, there was Holy a, shit. a bird just flew, in, <laughs> in, flew, flew into my window right behind Paul's head. It was weird. <laughs> what the fuck was it going for? It happens a lot, man. I don't know what it is. Anyway, sorry, everyone. 
But yeah, but the, but the show itself then, the only issue with the show is he starts with like, oh, I can barely walk because I'm so old. And, and by, by the, the middle of it, he's fucking Jack Ryan. So it's <laughs> just weird, yeah. right? But it is really, really uh, a very good show. And you, sh- John Lithgow is in it as well okay. as the yep. CIA, not handler, but his counterpart who's in the CIA. Mm-hmm. Very, very good watch. Give it a try. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to see it. So hopefully we'll be able to get around to it. My eighth best show of the year, we talked about it in that mid-season, mid-year TV episode that we did. So go back and check that out if you haven't. It was a popular episode, so I assume most people have. Go on. The Lazarus Project. Yes. Season one. Enjoyed this sort of sci-fi, time travel thriller. Has it finished? That season? Yeah, it was one season. You, I think I tried to get you into it. You only watched the first episode. I think right? I did try it. And I, I didn't, I, I, from memory, I did not find it at all objectionable. It's just one of those things where I never got I think back you to remember, it. I remember you saying that it looked really glossy and was well shot. Yes, it had was. some really good special effects. And yeah, it's, it's sort of, if it's not high budget, it looks high budget, so credit. And it's just really intriguing storyline. Like, this is the antithesis of boring this show to me. That's why it's on this list. So, it basically, follows a guy who discovers the ability to teleport back to July 1st of the previous year. And he doesn't know why it's happening. He thinks mm. he's going all crazy. Can he do it voluntarily? Well, it's involuntary. It just happens. Oh, okay. He doesn't know why. And then this group comes to him and says, This is happening to you because we're pressing a button that resets time. That's right. Now Only I remember. Some people. Who we've either given yeah, the ability yeah. to, or you're one of two people who naturally have the ability, and we want to recruit you to this thing called the Lazarus Project. And it's all about basically giving humanity another chance. If a if a nuclear war button goes off, and before they get blown up, they press the button. The pandemic's killing everyone. They press the button. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So I remember it's like it's like, oh, how come you guys didn't do it with the pandemic? You guys got a you got a you got a vaccine in like whatever six months. Yeah, what do you what, think we didn't do it? Exactly. <laughs> very good. So yeah, very intriguing, and it puts him in a really again this grey zone of he starts doing things knowing this power exists that are questionable for reasons that are understandable, I yeah, guess, to a yeah. point. So yeah, that's the Lazarus Project. Highly recommended. Six eight episodes doesn't overstay its welcome. At time of recording, I'm not even sure they lose a second season. If it ends where it ends. That's okay. It's not the end of the world, but it could absolutely use a second season. Mm, okay, very good. Uh, the Lazarus Project. So my number eight is a show that I binged not not one week ago. Ooh. It's called Treason, everyone. Oh, it's, on, nice. it's on Netflix. Charlie Cox. Yeah, so Daredevil Dude actually playing a British guy. Because, Look out. Yes, it is actually about MI6, and he is the 2IC at MI6, and his boss gets poisoned, and it forces him into the top spot. And just so you know, the top spot at, at MI6 is not called M, as James Bond would have you believe. He's, they're called C, which stands for control. Okay. Which is ironic because I've called a lot of my bosses a C. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's only at the very, very beginning I told you that. There is a ton of intrigue that ensues, and that is just in the first episode. This type of show is one of... It's, it's only a few episodes as well, all right? About six or so. That helps. And what is cool about it is it's, it's, it's very British in its approach where anything can happen. And... You see a lot of like things that are happening in the first episode. You're like, who's this girl? Was that happening? Who are these? Were the bad guys here? And it's it's a case of the bad guys actually turn out to not really be the bad guys, but they kind of are. And the good guys are sort of mm, a bit iffy. And then all of the like the as you, as the story unfolds, the subterfuge and the actual like the history of the characters have each other okay. unfolds. Okay. Very very good. Sounds interesting. Very Sounds very intriguing. Good. Yes, treason. Charlie Worth Cox. a look. Good. Yeah, excellent. He's doing well. All right. Very nice. Oh, and, and unexpected shit happens, I'll tell you that. Well, that helps as well. My number seven is From. It's called From. It's, okay. It's a one-season show so far. Mm-hmm. It's very lost in vibe. It follows Uh-oh. a family. <laughs> I know, I know. Who are traveling along and they drive into a town and they drive out of the town, small town. It looks a bit strange. There's weird shit going on. And they drive straight back into the town again. Hang on, but we didn't make a turn. How is this possible? Drive out of town. And they cannot get out of this loop. Mm. They're stuck in this town through mysterious supernatural circumstances. 
everyone in the town's been brought there in the same way from different parts of America. And they cannot leave. And no one can leave. And at night, these ghouls, I guess the best way to describe them, come out. And they look like people. And they take on the faces of people you know. And if you let them into your house, they tear you to pieces and eat you. Oh. And that's the premise. That's the show. That's the show. No one knows why they're there or how they're there. They're just trying to get out. It's 10 episodes. It does tread war a little bit in the back. I'd say third. The first two or three episodes are really compelling. It does end on a nice little cliffhanger. There is a second season coming from is a really good sci-fi horror. And there is the a show. second season coming. There is a season, second season ah, coming. Anyone know in it? It's got Harold Perrineau from Lost. Walt. Oh, shit. Walt. Oh, Michael. Walt's a kid. Michael's, yeah, Michael. Michael. Yeah, yeah, Michael, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And it is from well, one of the creators. I think it's Carlton Coos, one of the creators of Lost. So hopefully they know what they're going with this one rather than just have an intriguing idea and just roll with it. Wow. His name is Coos. All right. So, <laughs> so how about this Coos? She's a regular Some fucking, fucking Coos. Yeah. Morning, morning, day, night. Dick, 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 dick. Uh, okay, everyone. How many my... dicks was that? A lot. <laughs> We're talking about Reservoir Dogs, everyone, just in case you know. All right. Uh, all right. So number seven for me is, of course, Reacher. Reacher. <laughs> I love me some Reacher, ladies and gentlemen. It's an Amazon year, show. It? it was this year. Okay. Very early on, though. It's about the Jack Reacher character, which you may know from the Tom Cruise movies, but of course they have gone with an actual large man this time. He is big. 6'6", six, six, I believe. He's right. a very large man. Huge fucking... So they've cast it appropriately this Cast it appropriately, but... Rather than to match Tom Cruise's ego. Yes. Yeah. Although, I will say, the first Jack Reacher I quite like. The second one sucked uh, big hairy balls. Yeah, but... That, that episode is available in the archives. I'm pretty sure you were defending the second one when we saw it too. I know, but like by comparison, like I can see why a lot of it. I didn't. I still didn't mind it, but I can see why it just completely just didn't go anywhere. But this here, this 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 show here is similar in tone to Justified, so I love it. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Although Justified is a bit harsher, I will say this one here. Having said that, though, this guy busts people up to the stage where he breaks their legs. That level of violence, which happens. Oh, holy shit! There's a wonderful titty bonus. Does, does he say at some point? I'm sending you the bank. The blood bank. I don't believe so. Is that what happened? Oh, is that what happened in the, in the John Tom Cruise one? No, Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, no. Just sell like Steven Seagal movies. <laughs> it's not. people's legs. Because the, 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 the lead character has humility and is not a fuckwit. Right. I, and doesn't have a bullshit died mode or any of that shit, right? So <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. Moving on. That's that. So, I mean, like, it's, it's a really, really... Uh, all I can say to you is that this is not going to change your life, this type of show. But it is such a fun ride that you can easily whip through it and have a good time. I will say that it gets a tad patchy towards the middle where it's a little walkie-talkie. And at the end, the only problem this show has is that it's got Superman problems where the lead character is such a big guy. And the whole story of these novels is that he's so large that he walks through a town and people just look at him and stuff like that. I think think the allure of this character is very middle-aged man syndrome where as a man, ladies, if you don't know ladies... um, (laughs) You always, there's always the threat of someone might kick your ass because if something goes down on the street and you're with your girl, you obviously have to do the fighting while she runs, right? That's just how it is if you're a man. Unless you're dating like some fucking... Unless you're trained, <laughs> your, your partner happens to be trained in whatever... Even so, arts, even whatever. so, you have to go down, then she can fight. Trust me, all right? And, uh, and even if you're not with Thankfully, the woman... I've never been in that situation. Not if you're, even, even, anyway, like you're just... Right? But now, Jack Reacher... Here's a guy who doesn't have any of those hang-ups because he can kill everyone, right? So it's sort of alluring, I believe. It might just be me. But <laughs> um, that's right. what's going on Mental here. note, Wayne wants to kill everyone. No, no, I don't. I want to not get killed by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's it. And, oh, and that's the problem with this show. 
they have to invent someone who's actually can kick his ass. The truth is, the guy that they have to go up against is like tiny. He would squash his head. Right. But he has to pretend he can get kicked. So that's one it. of Wayne's great moments of hatred for anything is when he doesn't believe the fight could actually last. <laughs> Hate it. Hate it. <laughs> All right, my number six is where I have the other dragon show and the bastion of, of fantasy in 2022, House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon, slightly Season low. one. Got yeah, it, I enjoyed this it. one a great deal for all the reasons I said already. It's darker, it's more nitty-gritty, people act on their own best interests, but they're not horrendously evil people just for the sake of being horrendously evil with maybe one or two subtle exceptions in this show. So I really dug it. I thought the it look, didn't look as good as Lord of the Rings, but otherwise it defeated in every capacity for me. I will agree. The, the uh, House of the Dragon is, I'll admit, I was a bit sceptical. Because I'm like, can you really capture lightning in a bottle again? Don't know. but And this is smaller in scope because it's really focusing on one family as yes. opposed to the entire kingdom. But you get dragons right up front. The young Vranira, I think, is doing a great job. Amazing looking, even though it's not Lord of the Rings, insofar as what it is. I thought it was really, really cool. I don't really care for uh, Matt, what's his name? Smith. Um, Matt Smith. But he was he did fine here, and he's he's suitably sort of smarmy and he's, sort of he's got a swagger. He's definitely got a swagger about him. Yeah, probably the biggest problem with the show is the way that some characters age and others don't. This is the big rub with this show that everyone's talking about. Like, why are you aging them up? Well, well, they had to because it takes place over twenty eight years. This whole story. Yeah, but why some and not others? Yes, is what exactly. You're saying. So. However, I didn't have a problem with it, but a lot of people had a problem with it. So I still think that this is actually one of the best shows of the year yep. for sure. Yep. It's, it's in my, my number six spot, and it's my number five. So well done, right. House of the Dragon. Straight back to me for my number five is a show which I only got into this year. Watched all three seasons through 2022. The third season premiered in April. It's called Barry. Ah, I never kept. I liked Barry, but I never kept going with it. Keep Barry's going. great. Still good, huh? Very good. Very good. Goes in a direction. It feels like it writes itself into a corner by about the second episode of this third season. And you're like, what the fuck are you getting out of this? But they find a way. Really? And they make it convincing and it really works. And so Barry follows a, basically a guy who has is a sociopath, has no emotional connection. Ex-soldier, yeah? He's an ex-soldier and he is, what's the word, manipulated by his sort of handler to kill people and they make money off this particular thing. But he wants to be an actor? Is that the but thing? then in the first season, he realizes when he's in LA for a job and he accidentally start, joins an acting class and he starts to bond with a woman in, in the class as well as some of the other classmates. And the teacher in particular played by Henry Winkler, who's fucking fantastic. But Henry Winkler is the best. I remember seeing so him. So good. Bill Hader is, is Barry, by the way. And through the course of the show, Bill Hader was always a co-writer on the show. I don't know if he's written every episode, but certainly he's one of these mm-hmm. producers. He's been directing more and more episodes, and those episodes are really different. You can really tell when he steps behind the camera. Did you know that he wanted to be a director? Well, when he joined Hollywood, he didn't want to be a comic or a writer. Absolutely got the chops, and I yeah. can foresee him retiring from acting and becoming a director because a couple of episodes really? he, he directed are just so out there in terms of what it presents, but also in terms of the way he shoots. It's so different, intriguing, and, and interesting. And that's one of the best things that shows how visually arresting it is as well as the great storyline. It's the gangland stuff mixing with acting, and so it's taking shots at actors left, right, and center. And at the same time, it's weaving in this sort of criminal underground thing. Really I'm start watching it again. interesting. I found it really funny at times. Particularly the, the, I thought it was funny too. The Is the bald shot? guy still in it? Bald guy. The bald guy from the first season, who's like the alopecia-looking white dude. Who's yes. Like, he's still in it? Yeah. All right, so because that's no ho Hank, no ho Hank. He's right. Yeah. So this is why it was uh, the thing that Even I like. His character goes in a really interesting direction. That's, yeah, because he was at least funny, unpredictable, based on the first season. So get into it. Mm. You know, only only a, a director who's also a producer can do that thing where I'm going to do something different with this episode because usually a, t- a TV show has a house style. 
and they don't let you deviate from it even if you're a guest director but he's also a producer he's like fuck you I'll do what I want and obviously it works yeah. so that's kind of yeah. cool yeah so Barry fantastic stuff can't wait apparently the next season's the last so season four Barry will end after that that's something I can get into. Hmm. Half an hour episodes, right? Yep. Give or take. Beautiful. All right. My number six is also a show no, that... not number six. Uh, Your number five was House of the Dragon. This should be... No, I was just telling you the oh. House of the Dragon. Was Why don't you go then? Why don't I go with my number five if you haven't done your number six? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when I change up my list on the fly. No, what I'm, yeah, you said number five. No, I said mine was number five. Why would you listen to any other show? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just Can't go with... even count down, you lying motherfuckers. <laughs> we can, just not in order. Uh, my number six, ladies and gentlemen, also a show I binged like a motherfucker mere days ago. Okay. Jacques Ryan. Jack Ryan. Oh, third season. Yes, the okay. third season. Now, third season, Jack Ryan's working as a CIA guy. He's, office, he's, he's in Rome, and he's tipped off that there's this thing called the So-Called Project, which is a secret plan to restore this Soviet empire thing that could fuck up the world, of course. And it's being resurrected after 50 years of having been implemented. What happens in this season is that he has to go on the run because he's like framed as a fucking okay. you know, dude, and he has to and he has to he's accused of treason, basically. Has to then operate with but without the CIA. He's got two people on his side, one of them being Bunk from fucking The Wire. Uh and um Wendell Pierce. Them, Wendell Pierce, right? Uh that was his mate in the in the first That was his mate in the first yep. two, exactly. But it is really, really it doesn't stop for a second. I will tell you that. It just goes ping, ping, ping all the way through and you're like, this is the shit. So it's like James Bond light, but then it becomes CIA light, but then it becomes Army Boy light, but then it becomes fucking Born Identity right, light. Don't, don't, don't run in here. <laughs> I will be watching this show. All right, so obviously you're saying it keeps up the- uh, One day, one binge, one day. Boom, all the wow. seasons, all the episodes. Couldn't Slammed it. Couldn't do that. I get too bored too easily. Can yeah. you tell? All right, that's your number six. So we've got your number five. Mm-hmm. Right, so we're on to our number fours. That's right. My number four is The Boys season three. Uh. Slightly low. Slightly low. So you're three? Yeah. All right. So we're close close enough here. I like Boys Season 3. I think it was a better than the se- second season, which I also... I, all three seasons have been great. My one complaint to get that out of the way with first is it's also a little bit of a show which is afraid to, to really make a commitment towards a direction it wants to go in. I would agree. Keep the equilibrium of basically the boys versus Homelander. But beyond that, the show is fantastic. The effects are excellent. The direction is top-notch. The performances are spot-on, other than maybe Carl Urban's accent. Well, that has gotten better as the seasons have progressed. I would agree. Anthony Starr is an absolute star, well-named. This man should win an Emmy for his performance as Homelander. I would absolutely he agree. He is so good. He He's so hateful. He's so hard to... overshadows everybody else in the show, which is no mean feat because there's a lot of really memorable characters in this show. Oh, yeah. And, and then on top of that, there's absolute gore. There's some incredible kills. There's incredible cross-out moments. It's just a show that's made for me and my kind. And I love the boys. I want to see them up season four. So I'll say to you that I agree with everything you said, but I will say that this show is hard to watch at times for me because the gore is on a little... When you start walking into people's pee holes, you know, <laughs> I'm like, hilarious. come on, man. That was fucking hilarious. I was like, oh, that's gross. And it's like, I will say this though, it's unafraid of doing anything. Yeah. That's the one thing that is yep. like. Eric Kripke is a hell of a showrunner. He did the first five seasons of Supernatural, and then I think not straight away, but moved on to this but show. This is so much different to like yeah, that. Yeah, but that the first Pollyanna. five seasons of Supernatural had a purpose and an arc, and it was all working out. They just carried it on for twelve more years or whatever it was. This is the problem this show has had. They are pointing towards super. You know, like what's his name? Homelander is the ultimate thing that you have to shut down, and they can't quite commit to it. That is the problem. Yeah, that's obviously to me how it should end. But will it? 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that this room, this, this this world has a lot of room for, for movement in it and it doesn't have to all be about Homelander. It doesn't have to all... I mean, it's called The Boys. So I guess The Boys have to be constant. Well, everyone's a and piece of shit. I think there's shit. a spin-off show coming. I can't remember what it's called, but it's set in a university. So, really? Yeah. I'm not sure when that's coming up. I oh, assume okay. that's coming up Prime as well. I've not heard of that one. Yep. But if uh, you like Octus Foreplay, Exploding Heads, Musical Dance Numbers, which that, it didn't even bother me because it was all in their head. Uh, <laughs> Temporary superpowers and so much more. That was the other really interesting thing to give the boy some powers in this season. Was was to give what's his name? Um, Dennis Quaid's son. Yeah, Huey. Huey. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. He's sitting there looking at his hand and stuff like that. You could see how if you were given superpowers, you'd yeah. be addicted yeah. to it. And I think Starlight is a gorgeous, big fan, eh? Good, good actor. And on top of that, Erin Moriarty. Uh, Moriarty, cute as a button for sure. She absolutely is. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. All, All right. right. That's my number four. Your number three. So what's your number four? My number four is Andor, Paul. Wow. Andor. But let me tell you something about it, okay? Hot damn. It is hot damn. Now, here it is, right? Now, in in addition to everything you've said, well, which no, some you, of it I agree. Clearly, you've got your own. Please, I'll shut up and let you well, take the stage, sir. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most grown-up Star Wars storytelling ever. And I believe that's why it's put a few folks off, off site. Because, like I said, it's a drama, occasional action. Spectacular scenes here and there. Paul, you, you really should just watch season six, episode six and just fuck mm. it off. It is the most... Episode six is maybe the most spectacular Star Wars action I've ever seen. Okay? I know I'm Take now... I'm now blowing it up and you'll go, Foco Feruzu, what were you talking about? I was like, all right, look, but I didn't expect it at the time because the thing that they're leading up to is like, holy shit. And every time... When that, when that episode dropped... I was talking with other people, netizens and so on, friends and cousins, and they're like, did you see that fucking episode? And I was like, yo, the only problem therein is that you might be tricked into, once that episode happens, oh, it's going to be like this from now on. It isn't. It goes back. Well, to- I can say there's three episode cycles. The first three build to something, then the next three building to this, and I assume that is an end point. And I don't know where that holds the last six episodes of the season, but the first half is certainly that way. Well, this is what it is, Paul. Um, and this is not my fault, but... I'm looking for, whenever I watch a TV show that's Star Wars, right? I'm looking for The Mandalorian. Because The Mandalorian gives you everything that you wanted to see and it develops on. So, oh, you've got, you know, Dewbacks, you've got this, you've got other things like that. Well, from the Star Wars mythos. It's all stuff you've seen before, but you see it in a new light. And that's why it's, it's like wicked. And or everything's new. The planets are new. Mm, the okay. characters are new. Yep. Everything's new. So, you have to be, like, throw in with that. And I'm not saying it didn't bore me at times, guys. It did. I'm on Paul's like boat here when it says oh, I can't believe they're putting him in prison now and they're going to spend three four episodes on that oh, all this sort of thing right it's like it is oddly beautiful in places and the fact that they, the point is that they're showing you the finer points of the rebellion I believe that Andor if it gets a second season right I think it has I think it has right the best thing about this show is Andor kills people right and in Rogue One that's what he did he even killed his own informant because mm, he had to change, the first season right? so yeah. he's always been a first killer scene, yeah. yeah but he's now becoming a more noble mind and you can see that he's becoming less self fish and more selfless and that's what i believe season two will do so i'll be interested there you go all right well done i'm glad you enjoyed it as i said i, I totally understand that people are digging this really hard and i'm I, surprised i am the exception to the rule fair enough my number three then mm-hmm. is where i want to pop in the one i was going to talk about at the start of the list which started in 2021 finished 2022 i think the last episode was like january 20th 2022 mm-hmm. i watched it all in, uh, in 2022 we reviewed it on the show you didn't like as much as i did it's another show which has this huge mystery vibes. It's called Yellow Jackets. Yeah, not for me, but I understand you liked it. Yeah, I loved this show, which basically follows this team of soccer players in, I think it's like 1992, and they crash in this deserted part of the forest. Nothing supernatural about the crash. It just crashes. 
The survivors then have to band together and only a bunch of them make it out. And then we're flashing back and forth between what happened there in the forest as they were there for nine months. I can't remember the exact number. Mm -hmm. And what the adults are doing today and how that informs who they are and all the rest of it. To me, it's a fascinating study of trauma and then how different people process it and different people thrived on it and other people really were stunted and couldn't couldn't manage it and how that's affected them later in life and then the mystery just keeps enveloping like because we don't know how many survive they never tell you we've got these four sort of four main characters that we're following but then there's allusions to other girls who may survive and we knew one girl didn't in the first season and she's a main character the first season gives you the answer by the end of how she died so it's really intriguing it's really well put together there is a lostian vibe i guess to it are you, you know? shitting me it's lost but <laughs> I think they've got this much better mapped out. This is not a well, it would have to quasi be. <laughs> supernatural, whatever else. So this thing, the from what I understand, season two, which has been green lit and is coming, hopefully not too distant future, is is going to expand on all the things that they've asked. And it's just a great water cooler show where if people were watching, and more people watching, you'd be able to talk about it a lot, like you used to do with Lost. 2015, 17 years ago, whatever it was. You know, if there were less TV shows than there are now, which is... Yeah, there might be more of that. Yeah, yeah, it might be a bit more of that. Yeah, no, yeah. Look, I, I get that you like this one and I get that lots of people like this one. It didn't hit for me, but like... It's a much smaller one. I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. Uh, even after our review, I have to go and have a look at the numbers. I don't think that many people listen to that one versus some of the other shows that we've covered. So mm. here's my last ditch attempt to recruit you over into Yellow Jackets before season two comes. Maybe now's a good time to start. Not that I know when season two release date is. Mm. Never so can there we tell. Are. That's my number three. Alrighty. My number three we have covered. Have yes. we? Yes, we have. The boys. So please, your number two. My number two. Gotta be your one or two as well, I gotta assume. Probably. It's from the DC Universe. Yes, it is. It's probably the best thing, other than maybe the film that which featured this character first of all yeah. in the DC Universe, yeah. which is now gonna be redone by the guy who did this TV show, Peacemaker Season One. Fucking A, man. That's my mom. The one. It's your number one. one. Okay. Number one. This Peacemaker was fucking... I didn't expect it to be anywhere near as good as this. But holy shit. I, mean, I just stepped on my own joke because I just, my only note when I wrote here was, Wayne, as I announced my number two, I need to know. Do you do really, you really, really wanna, <laughs> Do you really want to taste this? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what, though? Like We joke about that, but that opener oh. was so banging that I was watching the opener over and over Set before the, the show started. I don't know. If, this is a season two coming, I think. Or well, who, was, knows, who knows, Paul? Yeah, James Gunn is now the head honcho or his co-head honcho. If they do a season two, they have to try and match the, that song with the new cast. Here's what I think they should do if it gets a season two, and I don't think it will, right? It was, oh, be- I don't it know. was meant to. I know it was meant to, but that has Henry, Henry Cavill was supposed to be Superman, Paul. He was yeah, meant yeah, to be yeah, Superman. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. And he even appears as a silhouette at the end of the show. But I, if I was James Gunn, I would use the same song and have a different choreography. That's what I would do. As of 9th of December, the digitalflix.com reporting... The good news is the Peacemaker Season 2 is definitely coming. Gun confirmed himself. The bad news is we don't know when it will be. So, Here's the thing about this, Paul. Yeah. If you're James Gunn, right, and you now, you're now the Kevin Feige of the DCU, you and the other guy. Well, you're the Kevin, maybe not the Feige. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> if you do that and then you start cancelling everyone's shit but you keep your own... But he's got it right. His two things are. I know, I know. And you know what? No one would, be, no one would besmirch that. They well, would sit there and go, no, well, people will. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, you and I are like, oh, give us more of that, because Suicide Squad... Who, who would have thought a character Yeah, in so- the Suicide Squad, who was basically... Was ridiculous, a, dude. Yeah, that stupid helmet. A bad guy, could, could have an eight-episode season that became so compelling and interesting. And here is a great example of a show that got better the further it went along. Here's how it is, right? James Gunn is edgy. Trauma Boy is edgy. Mm-hmm. Not a shock. However, he has made it the mainstream. In Peacemaker, 
Peacemaker Smith sniffs panties. That's what he does. There's an episode, there's a scene where he does it. I'm like, what is he doing? And it's like, this is piss funny. It is piss funny. The deep cuts with Batmite and the things that they mention in here. I didn't like that large woman character, the large African American oh, yeah. woman. I didn't really care for. Well, her, I, did, I didn't like Freddie or whatever his name was. He annoyed me. I liked him. I know. I remember in our review we we differed That's on that. That's right. We did talk about that. But he was like, but he, but he was insane so, and all, you know all that sort of shit. So, but um, uh, and you know he married fucking. <laughs> Harcourt. Yes. So that's impressive. <laughs> well, they're together. I'm sure they're married, but yeah, James Gunn. No, they're married. They are. Okay. They got married. There we are. All right. So, well, that's your best show of 2022. It's my second best show. The only thing to reveal then is your number two and my number one. So, what is your number two? My number two is Stranger Things, bro. Oh, so wow. Yeah, I told you. It's the fucking the tits. And even though I'm not a massive Stranger Things fan, I found myself watching this and going, I'm not really this guy, but God, this is compelling. So it became my number two. It's like fair enough. It did a lot that other. If it gets couldn't. past you, because I'm the sci-fi horror. I know, guy. You're I know. the comedy. It was a highlight of, of TV guy. 2022. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. My number one then, which again, I don't think we'll do a what comparison was your two? this year. My number two was Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yep. My number one is a show you didn't care for. It's not even on your list, which I found, to use your word, extremely compelling. Just I know, I know which one. Absolutely fascinating. Was jaw dropped several times through the course of this show and the last episode is a masterclass in tension and pacing and arguably one of the best episodes of television the best episode of television I saw this year Severance fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was the bored boy I was bored well fair enough I've used that word a lot today so I can't yeah. judge you using it as well the whereas cute. I was intrigued <laughs> I was fascinated the way this world opened up, and I fucking love Christopher Walken. That doesn't hurt at all. Walken. He's so, so good. He's in another show. Which I agree. Al- he's written this. Almost made my list, but the first season was from last year. The second season came out this year. The Outlaws on Amazon Prime. Check that show out if you haven't watched it. It's not brilliant. It's just Christopher Walken is, is a rebel. He's just so good in that show. I, and I think he's good in this show. Um, it's the show that's the problem. Those, no. those fucking, those dank holes were over and over, just bored. I was yeah. like, Whereas I got can it. we it, do this, something? This just felt like the great expansion or expression of the pandemic to me. We're trapped inside in this, in this kind of never-ending maze of corridors and we're just the, the rats going around the rat. And so it also expanded on that sort of the rat race mentality of mm. you just going around and around and around. The idea of you... Walk into work, you don't remember anything happens, you come out and you resume the person you were, so you have no idea what happened at work. So you've got two separate selves and what that might do to the self. So all this stuff is just psych brimming with potential and I think the the show nailed it. So I love this show. Cannot wait for the second season to come. I don't know when it is, but it has been greenlit, thank God. Though Ben Siller was a director on the show and the story goes that he was the one that kept saying, don't show so much, don't show so much, don't show so much, pull back, pull back, pull back. You want to keep people intrigued and mysterious. Whereas the show on a Dan something or other was like, oh, I wanted to do this at the end of the first season. No, 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 that's second season, first episode material. Don't do that now. So Ben Stiller is the one you have to blame for being boring. Uh, yes, yeah, so if he had done that, I would have tapped out, man. Yeah, look. And you, um, did you, you didn't watch the whole thing, did you? I did. Oh, you did? I watched the whole wow, thing. okay. Um, so Sorry you didn't enjoy it so much, man. No, but I mean, I, I guess it was... It's one of those things. Like you told me, it was awesome. I expected awesome. I got yeah, it. Look, I, yeah. I overhyped it. No, but I do that. All you the time. and I, you and I have learned this lesson with each other. And we'll never learn the, but we'll never fucking well, do never it. apply it. When you're happy, you're happy. You talk about it, right? So there you go. Especially with this show, yeah. So 
All right. There we are. Our best and worst list. We won't recap them. We won't bother with a a vote this week because we got two very disparate lists. Wayne wins because I shat on Andor. And no, no, we'll see. Now, but, you know, but do you have any? Do you have any honorable mentions? No, no, please. Anything else you want to say? Just Mrs. Marvel was actually surprisingly good. Never really watched good. it. Yeah, it's it's surprisingly good. So uh, that's about it. That's, that's it. All right. What about your feedback on the topic at hand? The best and worst television of 2022. We can look that to that in the segment that we call the Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Talk about Pop Ten. Kicking off this week's Pop 10 with Timothy Williams. I asked our listeners for their best or their worst mm-hmm. of the show, or, or both, but just one. The best for me, him, was Peacemaker, still listening to soundtrack from time to time. Boom. And worst was probably Boba Fett. I think it started in the last year, maybe finished this year. or, or, or Anyway, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's that... my fault. I thought they sold it at Star Wars Mob Show. It was anything, but unfortunately, I did think Cad Bane was cool. Uh, Cad Bane was the fucking best shit. Oh, actually, Timothy Oliphant? No, that was Yes, that's guy. him. Right? Yeah, he's the fucking best. Yeah. By the way, that band who sings the Peacemaker song, Coming to Perth. Are they? Yep. Wigwam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I justify it. I don't it. know. I'm not going, but fucking... <laughs> there you go. Troy Spinner, the good man who does record our list when we are putting a vote up there. Thank you, Troy, for your hard work. Said there was a lot of good stuff, but the best would have to be the final season of Better Call Saul. See? This was must-see TV for me. Honestly, for the love of God, fellas, give it another chance. Look, it could happen. On that recommendation, it could happen. <laughs> Yeah, well, you said you're going to give it a go. I'm, I'm going to let you go first, and then All you right. can tell me what that I should. That could be a guinea pig. Yep. Sam Hurley from the Movie Views Tweak Use podcast. Sadly, not as many episodes these days, but completely understandable when Sam has two small children now to manage, wrangle, whatever the word is. It's wrangle. His best, and or. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. His worst, Pentaveret. I couldn't even finish an episode. That was one with Mike Myers on Netflix early in the year. He's oh, I Lots and lots of roles. It. Yeah, apparently it was shit. Jesse Dixon's the best Euphoria season two. Any doubt I had about Zendaya winning two enemies completely vanished after episode five. And the final episode is near perfect and sets up season three so well. Mm. Worst, I watched one episode of The Rings of Power and found myself longing for the Hobbit trilogy. Never have I been more <laughs> bored. <laughs> Patron to the show, Chris Sutherland said, season three of Jack Ryan could be the best yet. Agreed. Where do you agree? Is it best best of the three seasons? Do you... It probably is because it's so punchy. The okay. first one's setting up. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Vox Machina, Amazon Prime Animation. If the first five minutes doesn't make you laugh, out loud is not for you. And Wednesday, that show is legit amazing. My worst, House of the Dragon. Oh my Ooh. God, what a plot hold, useless piece of television. Hot take. Ooh, damn, Chris. Lee Allen Thomas, his best was Under the Banner of Heaven and his worst was Only Murders of the Building. Damn. Not terrible, but a bit boring. Didn't bother with the last few eps. Oh, wow. Okay. David Powell, his best, Sandman. No contest, greatest comic Did adaptation. Did you catch Sandman this year? No, I didn't, I didn't either. I didn't have time, but I, I should. It's one of those apparently the nerds like us should be watching. Sam and apparently greatest comic adaptation of any kind ever, says David. And he did say worse, but I didn't. But he that. also liked the last episode of She-Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> His number two was Evil Season 3, by the way. Just the most fun show going around, which I try to watch that. Try to watch the, my wife just, yeah, if it's fantasy and whatever, just can't get into it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Stevenson said, best Sam man, especially the Immortality episode. Worst blockbuster like Superstore without the jokes. Oh, dear. Hmm. Joey DiCarlo from the So Is It podcast, good friends of the show, do check them out. Worst is Lord of the Rings, the Rings of power. Oh, dear. Wow, mm. okay. The best cure for insomnia on the market. Fucking Jim. hell. You guys are harsh. Chris Yeeney, patron of the show, said best is probably Sandman, but season three of Jack Ryan's up there, although recency buys is probably in effect. Me too, probably. And the real worst are the over-the-top reality shows from Love is Blind to The Circle and everything else that is so 20 years ago. Great, no great call. Well done there, Chris. Last couple. Three to wrap it out. Jonathan Lamb said the best was the bear. Woo. 
The worst? <laughs> Paper Girls. Watch one episode. Just didn't find it interesting enough to continue. I tried. We tried that show. Got about three, four episodes in. Fuck, how much TV is there? I haven't even heard mm. of that. Yep. Gabby Lewis. Long ago said best was definitely Euphoria Season 2 and Wednesday. The worst has to be the Kardashian Season 2. What a bore. Well, presume I've never watched one frame of that thing. And the last word on TV should and will go to Ashley Gorski of the Rabbit Ears TV Ashes. podcast. Do check out that great show. Wayne on it not that long ago. Me mm. on it slightly longer ago. So do check it out. Not just for that reason. Check out all Ashley's episodes. It's a great, great show. Number two, Stranger Things Season 4. Number one, Better Call Saul Final Season. I'm thrilled to see this on so many people's lists, she said. Worst of 2022. Number two, Russian Doll Season 2. No, you've never seen it. And number one, Grace and Frankie Season 2. Season 7, sorry, Part 2. Well, this probably isn't the worst thing I've seen this year. It was the biggest disappointment. I love this series for years, and I hate that the last bit was so bad that I still haven't been able to finish it. Mm. So there you go. Thank you so much to everyone who got back to us with their feedback. Sorry I couldn't get through it all. It was a lot of feedback this week in, in one day only as well by the time I put it up. Nice. Really appreciate everyone getting involved. You can do so on the Facebook Listener community. Wayne, how else do the good folk get in touch with us? They want to give us some feedback on the show. Sure. Go ahead and Google our socials and get, sorry, Google the Countdown Podcast and get our socials. Give us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com or check out our shitty website, thecountdownpodcast.com. <laughs> Ooh, that's a bingo. It'll change soon, everyone. We've got to do things uh, cooking. Eventually, it <laughs> shall. Like and follow the show through Podbean. We host the Countdown PC on Twitter while it still lasts is where we are there. We've got a merch store. You can find a link on the Countdown Podcast website if you think uh, in the new year you need to sport some some swanky new some classic countdown, countdown stuff. material on the Patreon feed. Of course, we have extra stuff going up there. 2023 going to be a big year for Patreon. That is it from us today. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 405. Next week on the show, we continue the, well, this guy in the worst of 2022. Wayne and I are going to count down the 10 worst films that we saw in 2022. It's mm-hmm. always one of our biggest episodes of the year. People like the sass. Yeah, so we're going to shit on a whole bunch of crap that if you, either you have seen you want to commiserate with us with or you haven't seen, we're going to steer you clear of. That's our public service announcement to you. We hope you'll join us then. Word to Big Bird. And that is it for us today, folks. That's a show. My name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. And this has been The Soundboard. You can't handle the truth. That Andor rings of power. And then he also shout on that you didn't like. We'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya.